Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Krypton exploded, but after the show Krypton premieres on the Sci-Fi Channel, it's our podcast, After Krypton. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is the preview episode for Krypton Season 2. I'll tell you what, all three of us are completely 100%, no frills, totally psyched for the new season of Krypton, so excited (laughs) to chat about it. 100% Um, kneel before pod. (laughs) Before we get into it, there are a bunch of ways you can subscribe to the podcast. Again, there's the preview version that we're going to roll out in a bunch of our regular podcast feeds. But the regular podcast is just in the After Krypton feeds. So you can subscribe on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Radio Play, or the app of your choice. Please go there, subscribe, rate the podcast, like it, leave a comment. All of that helps us off. And we are going to be rolling out new episodes of Krypton after every single episode of the show airs on Sci-Fi. So you can check them out as they happen. All of the Superman-y action. But before we get into it, let's give a very brief recap of what's going on. Because there's actually, there's kind of a lot you need to know. And also maybe not that much you need to know. This takes place hundreds of years before Superman. It focuses on Superman's grandpa, Seg. And the setup at the end of the last season is that... Everything changed. All of continuity, all of DC Comics continuity changed, where Seg thought he was saving Krypton. He was wrong. He actually ended up trapped in the Phantom Zone with Brainiac, who was supposed to traditionally destroy Krypton, basically destabilize the core, so it eventually blew up, so that uh, Superman would eventually end up on Earth. General Zod time-traveled and manipulated the situation so that that would change all of history, and now General Zod has taken over Krypton and is going to use Krypton as a conquering force to take over the universe. Uh, Other stuff you need to know, Adam Strange actually traveled back in time to stop all of this from happening, but he kind of screwed up, uh, and he ended up, I believe, trapped in a different part of the Phantom Zone, kind of, or rather a bottle city that Brainiac had set up, and we don't know exactly where he is or what's going on with him. We know he uh, loves the Yankees. We do know that. That's a pretty Ooh, sweet that detail. So that's what's going on with him. Uh, and then there's a couple of other folks on Krypton you probably want to know about. There's uh, Light Azad, who is General Zod's grandmother, I want to say, and has a little mm. bit of a thing going on with Seg. There's also Nissa, who is... Uh, part of one of the other families on Krypton and she was supposed to be married to Seg. She turned out to be pretty cool and is now she, helping out. She was cool. Yeah. And helping she out the revolution. She actually was kind of cool. 
Uh, and the last little detail is they accidentally released Doomsday on Krypton. So heading right. into the new season, lots of enemies on Krypton. They've been pushing that pretty heavily going into the new season, that there's tons of villains, and they're adding a new one, which is Lobo is going to be showing up this season. Oh, which is man, nuts. don't you love Lobo? I Here's do the love lay of the land. Lobo, you asshole. That's Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like a Wolverine, but space. Very pale space Wolverine. Yeah, uh, well, nothing like that Wolverine. Really? Uh, yep. Really? He's nothing like Wolverine, Pete? Not even a little bit. What's I, his catchphrase, Pete? Lobos? I don't know, man. You don't know his catchphrase? <laughs> Isn't it like, I'm the best there is at what I do, but in space? No, that's not his catchphrase. <laughs> it's something like that. It is. All I really know about Lobo is that he says bastages instead of bastards a lot. Yeah. That's, yeah, my, which, that's my big thing. That's a great defining quality for anyone. Yeah, hey. he has a fun way of swearing. Uh, so... Here's the lay of the land if you didn't listen to the first season of our Krypton podcast, and I strongly urge you to not do that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of yelling and anger. We're going to try to do it a little differently this season. So, uh, Justin, I would say you were actually probably number one on liking the show, right? Number one. That's number right. One. Oh, and why I'm would you say- set that up like that? <laughs> why would you say that, Zalvin? Come on. Because it's true. I'm, I'm not it's saying not I true. liked it more because Pete hated it, but... I can't not say that, you know, it might be why. Well, you were very into the whole Game of Thrones style, but in the DC Universe thing that was going on in Krypton. I think I was very much enjoying it on the level of just like geeking out about Superman stuff. And Pete hated it maybe more than anything that we have ever experienced with Pete before. That is true. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now, how are you feeling about it now? How are you feeling going into the season? What are you excited about? What are you nervous about? And we should set up, Pete, I don't know if you want to speak on this a little bit more, but we have decided, uh, well, Pete has decided he's going to give it a chance. He's going to do this preview episode. He's going to check out the first episode, see how he feels. If he feels the same way, he's out. Right, Pete? Yep. Yeah, because uh, we, me and Zalvin had to talk about it, and he's worried uh, about my anger. Uh, towards the show, hurting, you know, Every, what everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, uh, the, the only reason I'm worried about it, Pete, is because it was very unpleasant last season. But other than fair. that, it's That's absolutely. fair. That's yeah. fair. Otherwise, it's yeah, absolutely I don't want to make your job uh, not fun. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, Justin, what are you looking forward to? What, what are you, how are you feeling going into the season? Well, I mean, what I did like about last season was it really just, like, went for broke. They, like, threw all this <laughs> stuff on the wall. They got crazy with all, mixing up all these villains and all these different storylines. Took a lot of risks on a show that felt like it could have just been uh, sort of warmed over Superman, uh, pre-Superman story. And instead, it got pretty wild. There was some, like, really high emotional stuff. The the cult uh, on the planet was really interesting. Um I love the the sort of love triangle between Seg, uh, Nissa, and Lyda. You love the goddamn love triangle. That's all I you love want love. in life is love triangles. What do you want? A love square? You want a love line segment? That's no fun. Mix it up. I I agree with you, Justin. I, I think I was pretty into that stuff as well last season. Uh, somebody on our Patreon Slack put it very well, though, particularly given the promo for the new season that this shows. Uh, ambition never matched its budget. Like, it wanted to oh, be yeah. Game of Thrones, but it's not a sci-fi channel budget, and 
It doesn't quite get there. I, I was listening back to the last episode of, of the podcast, which was actually very weirdly just me and Peep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, weird. We were talking about how Doomsday did not look great at the end of no. the season. Like the idea of Doomsday being let loose on Krypton, I think in my opinion is great. Like that's insanity to have Seg who does not have superpowers like Superman having to fight Brainiac, Zod and Doomsday is insane. Like I love that in theory, but the execution of it, they weren't able to quite get there. But that said, like, I'm curious to see if they can break the show in the same way this season. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I this is a scrappy show, and I think they know they're sort of on the outskirts of comic book TV. So uh, hopefully they realize that, and they're going to take even bigger risks with what they're doing. I mean, we talk a lot about, uh, we watched this show, Cloak and Dagger, um, which is on Freeform, and that that show is sort of in the same spot a little bit. Like it's a little bit on but, the outskirts. So they'd make bigger, take bigger swings with the, the storyline and the, the choices they make. And that's exciting. Uh, I would like to just say, and caveat to that, a little bit of like, you need to realize what your budget is and what looks good because cloak and dagger kind of started a little weird looking, but kind of realized, okay, we can't try over the top effects. We got to do more, uh, just kind of like regular effects and kind of make some creative choices with stuff. Do some animation, do some other, it's a, you know, it's based on a comic book, like have some fun with it, but don't put something on air that doesn't look good. Uh, Pete, uh, I appreciate what you're saying, but as you know, I always feel we shouldn't compare one show to another. That's very much my thing and how I feel. So if you could just restrain, yeah, if you could restrain yourself, that would be great, Pete. Hey, uh, fuck you, Zelvin. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do. You know, there is a lot of, like, running around outside. And I think as I've thought about it, I've soured on those aspects of the show over time. It's been, I think, almost a year at this point. It's been a really long time. You've soured soured over time? Yeah, I've soured over time a little bit on the show. All right, Milk. (laughs) All right, human milk. What are you talking about? Do you know what also sours? Sour Patch Kids, the most delicious candy known to man. They get more sour? Bold stuff. After a year? I like to take some of my Sour Patch Kids and put them in my milk, uh, (laughs) and I call it the double sour. Justin, I knew knew you'd bring milk into it, milk. (laughs) Classic milk move to talk about milk. All he's saying is that the show started off kind of well and then went off the rails a little bit and was hard to watch at the end. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think that as as other shows have come out, I've come to realize that what was getting me through was the geek quotient. And I think that's fine. Like, I'm happy with that. If they can keep throwing things in, if they do a ridiculous Lobo, if they bring in Thanagarians, if they bring in Green Lanterns, all of that is more than good enough for me on the show because that's fun. You know, why don't we we live our we should live our lives off the rails. You know, what's what's dangerous is living on the rails. That's where the trains are. Yeah, that's what hobos do. That's what hobos are always dying. Yeah, Pete, you want to be a hobo? No. Or you want to be a man? Well, I don't know why you're calling me a hobo for just calling out the fact that uh, that it got weird at the end and made some bad choices, and here we are. I'm hoping they can right the ship. I'm going to give it a fresh start, but if it starts to get bullshit, I'm out. 
The reason we're calling you a hobo, Pete, is, and people can't see this, you have a bindle right now that is full of cans of beans, and as soon as we get out of this podcast, you're going to start playing a washboard that's next to you. (laughs) Yeah, Don't forget my harmonica. Here I am trying to do a podcast with milk and beans. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's Milky and the Beans on the podcast. Well, anyway, with that out of the way, uh, again, this is the preview episode. I think we did a pretty good job of running down everything about the show. Is there, is there anything in particular you want to say before we start to wrap up here? Anything else about uh, the season? There, there are some uh, good actors and some quality characters on the show and some other stuff not so much. But I hope that they realize they need to kind of write a little bit more towards the acting where the real acting is and where the fun is. The sense that I get from the advertising is they're definitely leading into the fun. The first season, the advertising leaned into this is serious and it's Krypton before it exploded. This season is very much focusing on Lobo. It's very much focusing. uh, I think the tagline is it's a bad day to be a hero and it's leading into the whole villain aspect of the show. So if they go in that direction, I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed that Pete, you're going to be pretty happy. I mean, every episode fighting a different sort of mini boss building up to Zod at the end of the season. I'm down. Me too. That That would be interesting. Just as long as, you know, the guy, the people on screen don't look awful. They look great. Cool. They're beautiful people. They're gorgeous. They're way more gorgeous than we are. Sure. I'm not That's talking about the podcast. actors. I'm talking about <laughs> what Doomsday look like. I've seen a better Doomsday at the Comic-Con. You know? I don't know how to tell you this. Doomsday was not an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw him do Hamlet in the park last summer. I'm not talking good. in general. Like, first off, the... Oh, never mind. You, you get mad. You're like, hey, don't get mad. And then you fucking poke the bear until I get fucking mad. So poor I don't know what you want from me. Poor Yorick. I knew him well. <laughs> Superman kill. Yeah. The craziest part was when uh, Hamlet and Yorick punched each other's hands and both died at the same time. That was yeah. nuts. Yorick's yeah. the skull, but yeah, no. fine. I don't know. I'm a I, I can... trained actor, so I handle the Shakespeare stuff. Thanks. The, literally the only Hamlet uh, character I can think of other than that at that point was Ophelia. So I don't know. That's good. She has a lot of fun scenes. <laughs> yeah. She's like one of Shakespeare's fun characters. And this is Definitely a pretty a fun goof. podcast. It's called a gesture. Before we, we go, as we, we... Oh, as we always do on the podcast, we're going to end uh, with a, a little uh, Superman trivia question. Oh, uh, oh yeah. so here we go. I'll kick it off. I know you guys remember this and you prep for this and you got your uh-huh. own trivia questions. But so many yeah, trivia I got, questions. I got, I, got I got one here. Uh, so uh, Superman, uh, what would you call Superman if he was a hot, tasty liquid? <laughs> huh? Um, I don't know, Alex. I mean, milk. No. What, what would you call him, Pete? Hot, tasty liquid. Hmm. I don't know. Soup. Oh, Superman. Oh, it was Superman. right there. It was a, it was a trivia question about Superman. Oh. Soup's not a liquid. Soup's a lunch. I thought it was like <laughs> Super Pan, you know. It was Super Pan. That's good. Yeah, that's great. 
You know what? I should have gone with that. That's the answer now. If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by, and two of us will chat with you about Krypton. Uh, also, as mentioned, we'll be doing this every single week, but please make sure to subscribe in advance to the After Krypton feed on iTunes, uh, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Play, or the app of your choice. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Uh, you can also follow us on at After Krypton. We have a dedicated feed for that. We'll be putting up photos and other things as well. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you after Krypton. It's Milk, Beans, and Shakespeare signing <laughs> off. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.